and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. And I have yeah. no idea what we're going to talk about. Oh, we never do anyways. Well, some okay. Sometimes I actually try to go through, you know, emails that have come in or something like that. Or hey, I've heard something fun today. Hey, and, you know what's funny? I, we're I, so I just typed in MiceCast on Ustream, and one of the things that came up was this chat with MiceCast, but it was my old IMW logo. Okay. Okay. Which, which I just thought was odd. I don't know why that's there. You shouldn't be logged in as MiceCast. You should be logged in as Wedway. I'm not logged in. I was searching for MiceCast. Oh, this, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And what it said was, one of the ones said uh, MiceCast. But, what, well, what's I, that? I don't know. It must be some ad or something. That's you, it sounded like chipmunks. It does sound like chipmunks, doesn't it? It's pretty odd. <laughs> I don't know what that's to, weird. Hell, that is kind of funny. Well, now I just got to remember what my login was. Oh, you know what they say. Well, I've been trying to switch them all over to a more secure one. The problem is, not all places will take a more secure password, which, which yeah, oh, quite frankly, pisses me off because I want to be the same for everything. It just makes it easier. You know why have? But I, you know, I will pull up my handy dandy password program on my iPhone. For example, I know Ustream is one of those that won't accept special characters. Oh, okay. Now that you said that, let me try my my uh, <laughs> thing without the special character, and just go that route and watch it just go right in. Yeah, it's one of two things from this point, and it was that one. Perfect. The first one I tried, which is the more secure one without the little extra security that I would like to do. All right. So now I got to search for MiceCast, right? Now that uh, I'm well, if he, Okay. I'll say if you just go to MiceCast.com and click the live video tab and. Then why did. Why the f- I don't know, dude. I would log in if that was all I needed to do. No, but the login, the login lets you see your name as part of the chat, right? Oh, that's true. See, this is something that we would do before we start the show, typically. I guess so, but that, you know. That mean, that constitutes planning, which is against the charter of this show. No, well, okay, in a general sense, yes, but <laughs> sometimes we do, you know. Oh, you know what it is? I am probably hearing the um, yeah, mute. Oh, I'm, I'm he- hearing the stream. Is- oh, that's good. That was a good test then. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the way I want to be hearing it, though. Um, yeah, that was a bit odd. Okay. Mm, all right, so... Yes. So. Somebody said they had something to talk about. Richard, was that you? Well, I think we all have something to talk about, but Richard said he had something. Uh, forget that we have a bunch of you know stuff to catch up on. on uh, oh, no, I was just kidding. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. You know. Yeah, I, I just... No, I just heard a great one. Uh, one of the uh, Anaheim PD guys. We were talking about when we got pulled over. Of course, as my fun story about coming home from when you were in the Air Force, and I don't know how fast we were going in the middle of the night down Highway 99, and just got slowed down by the CHP, but not pulled over. But he was telling me about this one time we get was getting pulled over. It was a little lead foot, and he himself is a cop. So, but he thought he tried this line out when uh, the CHP pulled him over. The uh, highway patrolman comes up and he goes, "Do you know how fast you're going?" And he goes, "No, sir, haven't gotten a clue." 
couldn't see the speedometer. And the chippy looks at him and goes, couldn't see the speedometer? He goes, no, my head was far too, way far too up my ass for me to be able to see what the speedometer was <laughs> He said the chippy started laughing. He goes, okay, for that, you're not getting a ticket. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Apparently nobody is in our stream. Well, because they don't know yet. Oh, I mean, you haven't put it out I, yet. I'm trying, you know, that's why I'm silent, because I can't type and talk at the same time. Oh, my God. Not like one of my many skills. Sounds like the poker show. Oh, can't eat chips and do no, them. I can cheat. I can eat chips and talk, but, you know. And now, here's something really stupid. I was trying to do it on my phone. I could easily just sign into a website and done it there. I was lame. Yes, it, it was. What the hell? That was Monty Python. (laughs) By the way, I I checked the last show real quick. It sounds, again, tinny, like a a bad rape horse. Can't help, dude. Can't help. It's either either that or we're not at the same level. Richard's Richard's microphone is crap. I've come to the conclusion that it's... Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I I know. He he does sound like shit right now. So, so, you know, what you hear now is what you... Right, okay, wait. Now, Now, I... I've had the same issues when I record on this end. You cannot just put it into. Well, what do you use? Don't say level later. That's at another point. What do you actually use to put the show together with? It gets recorded in audition. Okay, in audition, you're on one track, we're on another track, right? Correct. And you just can't level you and me out. You and Richard. With, you and Richard come on the same track. I realize that, but can you level you and me out? Yes, manually? I do. And then what does he sound like? Too low. Yes. Well, no, just different. That's leave it like that. It would be better than all of us sounding like you know we're talking through tin cans and a string. Actually, I don't think so. I you know I'd like to hear one that way before, or you know, let me hear it before you put it up because actually, I, you know, I don't think they, so, Tim. They yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Too. <laughs> I, I think they sound like crap, and we're actually because of some people I've been talking to lately. Some people have been going back and listening to our some podcast, people? and they. Who? And they, they said it just sounds like crap, and I went and listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It sounds like crap, but you know who. I'm not naming names. Oh, wait. Why is it okay for me to name names but not you? No, I, I'm just saying you know who the people are that I've been chatting up with lately. You know, Mark Silverman for one. And oh, okay, okay, okay. Other, and, you know, they other than, you know, they thought the content was, you know, questionable at times uh they mentioned well, that's okay, so you, okay wait a second you don't go around talking this up like it's a big whoop de do right no 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 i think mark had our you gave mark a card didn't you when we interviewed him yes and i guess he checked it out he knows oh, another friend of mine i wish <laughs> i wish he, he, he talked about some guys talking about churros for two hours it was he said it was painful i'm like if it was our show which it probably was uh that probably was painful as we argued about where tax is charged and not charged and you know things things of that yeah, nature. you so. should have steered him to a good show well maybe when you gave him the card you should have said check show number or something out well like, you know actually have, i didn't expect him one to, in your back pocket that's worth I, listening i didn't expect him to go listen yeah. <laughs> right. he's a geek he's a disney geek dude okay come on this di- uh, i just don't see him as our as kind of our audience but if you think he's I don't know, know that he necessarily is either, but then again, I'm learning what Disney thinks of 
most of the bloggers and we're kind of yeah. thrown in podcast, not we, we micecast, but podcasters in general are thrown in with the bloggers. All the new media is kind of thrown together and Disney doesn't think very highly of them. Yeah, I know. Well, some at Disney, there are those that are starting to embrace. Corporate doesn't seem to think much of it. Let's put it that way. Okay. So, because thought, they, they they have other problems they're dealing with with their leaks and you I know, thought Bob like, Iger was the new tech guy that he's well he is new tech but look at you know okay for example do you think the blog Mesa Verde Times reflects good or poorly on new media they chose poorly. Okay, have you? Did you read the one about the guys who swam, according to them, <laughs> over to, to River, Treasure or uh, River Country? No, it wasn't. No, they went through River Country and swam over to Discovery Island. Discovery Island, oh, yes. I, I, I yeah, I skimmed you didn't, out. You didn't read I, through the whole I, thing, did you? No, no, but I, I know that we're, we're sounding like chipmunks. Yes, I saw that too. It says, uh, oh, let's see, Chippendale. So that is at Mike's end. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm Chip. How, how, I'm the good-looking guy. Chip and Dip. And Mike over there is Dale. And of course, we all know Donald Duck over there is Greg. I wonder why. The one with the attitude and the one that it's has a so temper. so fast, it's impossible to understand. Uh, what, how about this? Just stop it and Funny, restart yeah. it and see what happens. Stop <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. Oh, let's see. All right, so keep talking. Uh, all right, well, so anyways, you know, what you're talking about the ones that swam where now? They swam for uh, first. What they did is they took advantage of River Country being closed. All right, and they walk. Disney leaves the lights on, even though the place looks abandoned, and these guys. Uh, God, let's see if I could find. I, I need. I'm, I'm going from memory when I read it. They, the original thought they were going to try to do was take a boat over and uh, like a rubber raft. They were going to try we're to figure a way to hijack. No, 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 no. Like, we, if, if you let me fucking finish. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes are we? And we're already. Oh, it's okay. Well, that's okay <laughs> because Jim. Uh, Jim asked me tonight to drop an F-bomb, so there you go. Jim who? Uh, Jim Finazzo, one of our listeners. He came to Westfest. Sunday, you wouldn't have been there, Mike. Um, I was so. there Sunday. I was in the picture. <laughs> I can prove you. I was at Westfest, unlike <laughs> yeah. you. You won't let me talk about where I was on Sunday, so there. Ah, well, who cares? That's because it's not worth it. But um, Hey, they had an earthquake there today. Where? Joshua Tree? Uh, Anza Borrego, where we were. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, anyways, these guys, their their idea was. Did you restart the stream yet? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm actually going to stop it now. I'll stop it again. Why? Because this must right. be a special helium show. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the same. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, the idea was uh, they had been told by some locals that possibly animals were still over there. There was there's some you know something going on. It's kinda like uh the island next to Jurassic Park in you know part two. Yeah Island of Doctor Moreau. No, that wasn't in Jurassic Park Part Two. It it was where they grew the uh right. dinosaurs. I is Isla Sora, I think was the, the sister island. But anyways. Um so they had been told 
roughly how far the island was away. Well, they get there because their idea was they would one guy would row over and they would have a rope to it and they'd pull it back, you know, row over, pull it back, and they'd be able to shuffle a few people over there. Well, they get there and they find out it's a bit further than what had been described. And with the patrols going around, there was no way they were going to be able to get there quick enough on the little boats. So I guess they went at it again at a later time. They basically brought wetsuits from what I understand. And they had, um, uh, bags where they could put clothes in so nothing got wet, you know, they, so they were prepared. Yeah. So they, they get over there and then they change into their dry clothes and they took pictures and, you know, went around and a lot of stuff is, was just left the way it was when it closed it's, down. It's like they ran, it's like they ran away from some post-apocalyptic something or other. And well, yeah, it's kind of like Bodie, literally the town left and they left like jars with snakes in it. You know, like you know, like they were specimen jars, things like that. Stuff just left around, photographs, things of that nature. Uh, and they stayed most of the night. And this, I think, the sun was almost starting to come up. They were realizing that, you know, the early morning boats were starting to come out, so they had to swim back. Um, so this was kind of along the lines of Mesa Verde times. Not not quite as interesting, I don't think, but still, um, they you know there was they got into the rumors of why. Um, why River Country was closed, and there, there's a rumor going out there that there was bacteria in the lakes, and blah blah. People were getting <laughs> nice. sick, could among kill the, blah, among blah, blah. the crocodiles and the uh, alligators, and that be would be what I'm. Being, well, that, well, that that's what they said later. Later, they found out that people said there were there were alligators or crocs out there, whatever we have uh, over there, and we they have both. were. And they were a little freaked out that they had swam through that. But someone else, some local posted on there, you know, all the lakes in Florida have this particular bacteria. And none of it's at a high enough level to hurt anybody. You know, it's it's there. It's known. Uh, I had heard that there was issues with filtering the water at River Country because it's right there sharing the water with the uh, with the bigger area. But I'm thinking, wait, people do water sports out there. Uh, you don't think they suck up a little water and get wet just doing oh, the yeah, you know, water yeah. skiing and everything else that's out there? So, uh, you know, I don't. But, you know, River Country would be a little different because you are, you know, really soaking it up and submerged in it. And, you know, how kids swallow pee, all that. <laughs> and you know, so I don't know. Tell me about how that works. Have, have you seen the commercial for that new movie with uh, Adam Sandler and uh, Kevin James and all that? And they're laying in the pool towards the end. Of, you know, they're all with their kids. Yeah, and the and, little blue spots or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I know when we were kids, that was a that was a hoax. That was a urban legend. Who knows? Twenty, thirty years later, if they actually, actually had the technology. Uh, but uh, I, I, I thought that was a little. That was kind of a funny scene. Um, uh, I'm still picturing uh, what's his name, um, Bill Murray with the candy bar cleaning out the t- the bottom of the pool. Caddyshack. Yes, but you know, so uh, you know, again, does that reflect? poorly on the community or does it reflect good on the community well that i I would have to say again that reflects poorly it goes into you know i don't know you're you know do you take all newspapers as bad because you have the sun world and the national Enquirer and things and that all print media is the same way okay well now now get to someone like my sage they're they're huge let's We'll just put them in a huge level for Disney online and if, media. And, and if I can throw in, so was William Randolph Hearst. And 
So we're not talking. We're talking about Disney right now, um, right? But I'm I'm saying William Randolph Hearst had one of the largest newspaper companies in the country and was still yellow journalism. Everybody knew it. Uh, not everything he did was yellow. It was. <laughs> it was pretty damn tinted. You're yeller. <laughs> but um, so you, you take someone you know like the Mice Age or the Jim Hills, and you find out they're being fed information that Disney doesn't want to be fed to them. There's inside sources that are leaking. It doesn't reflect well on the rest of us when, um, you know, corporate is trying to deal with those issues uh, the best they can. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but that's kind of what I'm getting out of it. So then, you know, like uh, Mark Eads over at the Orange County Register he does it officially. You know, he's got permission to come in and film, but he's always with someone from Disney when he does things. Right. So you've got people doing it right, like the register. Then you got people doing it wrong, really, which is all of us, because we, in theory, if we're in the recording and we're doing it for a media source, paid or unpaid, we really should be with a host. And you're, we're not. That's, that is true. Yeah, you're right. So in in a lot of ways we are kind of skirting pirates. the issue. So it's you know that and, radio. Yeah. And, and I, not all podcasting is looked down upon. Obviously there is there is good stuff out there, but uh, right now I think uh, from what I'm hearing, Disney's fighting uh, like kind of internally with how that reflects upon them and you know who's feeding some of these guys information they don't want to get out. Uh, well, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not it, corporate espionage per se, but there's some people out there, uh, you know, with diarrhea of the mouth. Th- there is, and and remember, I even passed on. I, I showed you a copy, I think, of that memo that the company put out a uh, number of months ago, just reminding cast members and employees that there are certain elements that are, you know, that is considered proprietary that is expected you're not going to talk about even though you might be talking to uh you know podcasting and all that type of stuff there with uh, all the new media that's out that there are still certain protocols that should be followed so yeah i i agree with you i i think the company still is trying to embrace it to a certain extent like with the register um uh, I think they're looking. Well, Register is just a media outlet, a local media outlet that has asked to come in and cover things, and they're a reputable source. And right, but get, I they're think they're getting access. But I think I think they're also looking forward to using other sources. Who knows? Possibly us, maybe on something there, if they can feel comfortable enough that we're not going to deep six them, so to speak, with. That's possible. Information they're not ready to release. I sent Disney Media an email, and I I have access to go into the Disney Media website. I can't use any of the photographs. I asked for permission to use their photographs. They said no. Right. Uh, so basically, what they're telling me is, go take your own. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that was uh, I inferred what they implied. Yeah. I inferred what they implied. <laughs> <laughs> you you lied. I, I lied. So, anyways, uh, uh, no, that's just my, my that's just my thought on it. You know, allow me to speak slowly. We are not smoking I, anything funny here. I, I shut off the stream about ten minutes ago. Did you? 
Oh. Are people still in there? There's, there's still people in here talking about us. Uh, ten seventeen. That was a minute ago. Where is the party, Zimmer Rocks? Uh, All right. Uh. But Tigger Ray, being you know from Tennessee and not really having, I think he's from Tennessee or is he uh, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Okay, they don't have a oh, Wisconsin. That's he's, it's, he's it's, like they're in California. They must be smoking a but, wacky. But they can't tobacco. hear us right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll hear that you know in a month or two when you decide to release this podcast. <laughs> uh, maybe six or seven weeks. I don't know. Now, um, here's a bit of information. Did you know, or do you guys know what Disney ABC Studios at the Ranch is? At the Ranch sounds yes. very familiar, but I can't think of what it is. Well, well, I, they're probably referring to the the Disney Ranch up there. That's that's very good, Mike. That's quick. They are building six sound stages at the ranch. Are you serious? Interesting. Yes, I we, am totally serious. I wonder we, why. We, are, need uh, to, we need to take a trip. But okay, are they that desperate for sound stage space as opposed to protected outdoor space? That seems counterintuitive to me. Well. They have built a lot of sound stages around the property to where there's no back lot left over the property. And quite frankly, there's no room for any sound stage on the studio property. So if they need more sound stages, they are going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a sound stage that I didn't even realize was there because half the building is offices and the back half there's a sound stage. Or maybe yeah, a quarter, set- three quarter. You know, it's right by the Frank Wells building. Yeah, the seven and eight over there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they now the the master plan actually says six, but if you know the economy was really bad or you know they they're committing to four as a backup, but six is their plan. It was it was fun wow. way back when when they were doing um, what was what was it? What lived one or two seasons the uh, comedy show that was like ESPN Sports Night or yeah, Sports- sp- yeah that's exactly it. Sports night. They filmed it in soundstage, or I should say taped it in soundstage seven, but they had all their production meetings in the same room that I worked in over there in the Frank Wells building, which is the big conference room on the ground floor. So I would come in there in the morning, I'd be setting up uh, my camera equipment, and there'd be a few scripts from their show just sitting around, so I'd start glancing through it. And then when I had a break between... uh, set up in between when I was uh, filming, I'd walk over there on the set and take a look and see what they were working on. So let me put this into perspective because when I first heard this, I'm like, whoa, 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 they're going to build on this? There's actually some historic, you know, site on there where the Golden Oak Ranch or the Golden Oak is and all that stuff. The Golden Oak is, yeah. Okay, the Golden Oak Ranch is 890 acres. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah, the natural backdrop area, they're calling it, is 639 acres. The outdoor filming movie ranch portion is only 195 acres. And the area where they're going to build the Disney ABC Studios at the ranch is on 56 acres. And these 56 acres are almost pretty much right at the freeway. It's on, it's an, sure, yeah, they wouldn't. It's, well, yeah. It's, a, it's an area that doesn't won't grow anything it's where when they were building a freeway they piled all the crap up they were digging out the shale you know rocks also, or, you know all that yeah that's also where they 
built the uh, set of, uh, I can't remember the name of the country, for uh, Princess Diary 2. They built the small town. Genovia. Genovia, thank you. <laughs> they, sp- they built the town when they were doing the parade and everything, and she's waving to the kids and all that sort of stuff, was built on that same site. So, that yeah, that would make perfect sense. And yeah, so they're going to have sound stages, production offices, talent bungalows, production shops and storage, administration and commissaries, uh, and utilities. They're, they think the ranch will generate 3,100 uh, new jobs during construction and uh, 2,800 jobs uh, full and part-time at full build-out. So and, and it had to be uh, – the other thing it had to be, it had to be within a 30-mile radius – there's a sweet spot in the general Hollywood area TMZ. That, that's considered centered. From this point, um, 30 miles out, they can work without any issues of, uh, you know, travel, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's it yeah. sounds like it's going to be pretty cool once it's done. The artwork is pretty nice. It's going to be a kind of a campus feel. And they're also designing it so it kind of blends in. So when you see it from the street, it's not going to be this eyesore of just huge buildings. And the, the roofs will be rounded a little bit and have some color to them. So um, they're going to try to implement lead and all that, which I think is a bunch of you know hocus pocus. And implement what? Lead. It's it stands for leadership and in energy and environmental design. It's every building that they say is green has different levels of lead: silver, bronze. Oh, okay. Platinum. Well, knowing Disney, they'll probably do it or something like that. Well, no, I'm sure they're going to try to do it. How much they get, I don't know, but that's the new thing that is being pushed for everywhere. But I look at it this way: you, there, you know, there are some that are totally off the grid. I think I forgot what the level is, but. You you can never say you haven't impacted the environment when you've dug something up to build it. It wasn't supposed to be there. It was a natural landscape. So yeah, I can't say that you can never be 100% green because you've already altered the the landscape when you build. But you yeah. know our, our our business depends on raping the landscape. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say though it's interesting because nice. because Greg and I went traveling through the area several times and in that particular area of Newhall you have a lot of the old movie ranches that were used back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and then they kind of were used a couple times in the 60s and really haven't seen that much work. The only one that was using ranch was Disney, and then the uh, Paramount Ranch, which is closer to Malibu, got used a few times. But you really didn't see the big movie ranches around Newhall being working that much, seeing all this type of business, I wonder if that's going to do anything with the, uh, because a lot of those ranches still exist, the property's still out there, I wonder if people are going to start working on stuff out there again. I don't know, the Doctari Ranch is there, but it's a nature preserve now, so, but it says, uh, did you know? I mean, the old Tom Mix Ranch and everything is still out there. Did you know? I'll try it again. Golden Oak Ranch serves as a base for firefighters during the fire season, allowing helicopters to reload their tanks at the ranch's water or using the ranch's water at no cost to the county. Did you know? Did you know? I did know that they had used it as a uh, staging base numerous times, but I did not know all of that. That's very interesting and very community-oriented on the part of Disney. Isn't it, though? Yeah, so this, uh, you know, I was trying to see if I could find anything else um, 
that stood out as being kind of cool. Um, back live again. I wonder if we still sound like chipmunks. All right, we're back live again. Did you try? Yeah, I've been monkeying with you, it. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Did, uh, blah, blah, yeah. did you have another? Do you know anything more about the Hobo Wars? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Here, did you know? <laughs> Golden Oak Ranch is located with the within what is known as the Thirty Mile Zone or the Zone, which hosts the largest concentration of filming studio-related activities in California. Hence, Mike's reference to TMZ. Yes. Yes. The TMZ. That's what. So, TMZ. anyways, yeah. From what I understand, yes, uh, because. Where where Disney is shooting a lot of um, Disney and ABC is uh, shooting a lot of their um, stuff is is spread out. Uh, they'd like to you know concentrate it a little bit, and it is uh, uh, you know it'll be a good thing for them to uh, you know have this. So they were uh, yeah. I, I think it would be awesome because not only do they have the studio space, but if you need to go to an outdoor scene. You're right there. You got a back lot, so to speak. Walk out the back door. Here you go. Did you know Walt Disney Productions bought the first portions of the Golden Golden Oak Ranch in late 1950s after filming the Adventures of Spin and Marty segments for the Mickey Mouse Club at the ranch? Uh, I did not know. I thought the uh, ranch was owned longer than that. Yes, it says the Golden Oak, Golden Oak Ranch, an 898 property, is one of the largest movie ranches in Los Angeles County and has been used as the outdoor filming locations for classics like Old Yeller, Walt Disney's Zorro, The Parent Trap, as well as a recent television series and motion pictures, including Boston Legal, Bones, CSI, Pearl Harbor, The Santa Claus, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and so many more. They're saying all this stuff... Is goes on at the Golden Oak Ranch? Yeah, yeah. all yep. the time. Uh, 1776 uh, was some of the outdoor stuff was shot there. You see the um, there's quantum a covered leap. There's a covered yeah, bridge. I see quantum leap out there. Yeah, yeah. There's a covered bridge that you see in a lot of car commercials, a lot of movies. That's on the ranch. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. That's uh, you know once you've been out there, you kind of notice that they've got an old western town. I forgot what that was originally uh, used for. I, I heard that might go, and they're going to build a new, uh, kind of a new back lot, if you will, a new uh, city or whatever they're going to do. So, But this, you know, having the sound stages uh, right there is really going to add to their ability. Plus, you know, they can always be leased out because, you know, they the, what it kind of cracks me up, and I don't know if you've noticed, I think we might have talked about this, how on a lot of ABC shows now it comes up and says, an ABC uh, studio, studio production, yeah. yeah. Even on CBS, <laughs> I was gonna say even on CBS, you you could be watching Ghost Whispers, and that will show up. So, um, you know, a lot of things that are Disney aren't necessarily on uh, the Disney Channel. Well, hence the fact that I can't do any reality shows because there is association with the Amazing Race and um, uh, Survivor. Both have associations. With Somehow, Disney. I don't think you would make it on Survivor, but that's just. I best. no, I, I don't think I would make it on Survivor either. But I really would like to try the race sometime. I yeah, I know. So you would I. That. that gets the old bone on for you guys. No, no bone. <laughs> hey, went to the uh, Hollywood premiere of Shrek on what was that Sunday? 
Oh yeah, Sun, Sunday. Yeah, I saw your pictures. That, did you see the picture with James Hong? Yes. I was. <laughs> did it you? Was funny. Did, did you bust out that the line from Revenge of the Nerds? Please tell no, me. No, I didn't. couldn't. Rem- no, oh. I couldn't remember the exact line at the time. To truly hakalugi. <laughs> <laughs> one uh-huh. must search the depths of one's soul. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the phlegm comes from the yeah. depths of the soul. <laughs> and there's Booger going, Master. <laughs> and because well, the guy I was with, he's like, um, I, I've never seen him geek out. I mean, we're talking to all kinds of people that are, you know, people. And uh, it's like no big deal. Hey, guy, you know, and, and then he sees James Hong. He practically knocks people over to get there. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And one thing I did notice, and I've been to a few events this week. Nobody says excuse me. Well, you talk about a bunch of rude people. They, no one seems to really give a crap. You cut them off. They don't, you know, they don't give a crap. But um, he was talking to him. He he remembered him from uh, Blade Runner. That was his connection. And I said, well, I, I you know remember from Big Trouble in Little China and and the Hakanalugi thing. And I couldn't remember. I said, what was that? What was that panty rating movie? I was like having a hard time pulling out the the right movie. Uh, but James gave us his card. And it's, it's Cardi on one side's got it like a you know mug shot or not a mug shot but you know a headshot. And the other side had a picture of him from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, yes. but, oh yeah. What's that? Yeah, but <laughs> he was funny. He, he was chit chatting. You know, and you know we're like, well, who are you here with? Because he's like, oh, my wife. But you know, she won't leave till she watches every credit. I'm like, I know somebody like that. Hey. A lot of people put a lot of good work in there. You should recognize. Them. <laughs> uh, but. Um, Besides, was, the, the, you get those little extras like at the end of Ferris Bueller. You know, you know go, those, go home. When, when, <laughs> when you consider how many movies are made and how many have those, the, your, your chances are you probably won't. And sometimes they're so worthless once you get there. But I understand what you mean. But he's like, you know, so he offered some insight in what he thought about the movie. Uh, quite honestly, we didn't even go in and watch the movie. <laughs> what? We, we'd, we, we'd already seen it Thursday. Because we saw it at the Chinese as like a friends and family okay. uh, thing from DreamWorks. So we'd seen it then. So then why'd you then, go? Well, go, I'll go back to the Thursday thing with DreamWorks. Okay. We went to the Chinese. And after the movie, what's funny, the movie ended or started credits, a bunch of people bailed. But they had the voice of the bad guy, Rumpelstiltskin, who actually is an animator. That wasn't even a um, celebrity voice. They liked his... Uh, I forgot the scratch when they do the scratch tracks and the voices to kind of figure things out. He did it and they liked it and they kept him. Um, then they had yes. I think, think it was the director and then they had a guy f- um, from Variety who uh, I think reviews animation. He was like uh, moderating it, so people were asking questions. And I said to my buddy, I said, um, and Karen was with me. You know, some people just want to hear themselves talk. It's it's not a question. It's like their opinion with a kind of like right at the end. And when we went to a thing at the Academy um, about animation and music with uh, Michael G. Kino, same thing. People got up to do the question and answer, and some people just want to, like, spout their opinion. I I thought it was kind of funny. He says, yeah, yeah, you know, there's always one or two questions and the other people who just want to, you know, give their synopsis of the the thing but but so why we went what i why i went again was because it was a hollywood premiere you know it was you know i had the carpet and uh, looked, the stars looked kind of thin and it looked kind of fun to do what as far as our pictures yeah yeah well yeah it, i finally figured out why well, see i've never been to a premiere so i was unsure how you know the rabble you know gets 
up there uh, and how the stars get there. And we were standing right behind Ed Begley Jr. We had our tickets. You know, they let us through. Uh, they were giving out some bags, some, mainly to the kids. And then, so we're standing there again, showing the tickets. And, you know, all the paparazzi guys, I shouldn't call them paparazzi. They were true press type people. They're waving Ed over. Come on. Oh, Ed. they're little cockroaches. Call them paparazzis. So, so what? And you saw the picture we had in front of like the thing that had a bunch of little Shrek the logos, back, the, and the, stuff the, like the, the carpet backdrop. Exactly right. Well, when you see the stars getting their picture there, we were about right behind them, but you couldn't see us because we're walking behind it. Okay, so that's how we get past all of that. Uh, we saw the guy from the Hollywood. Uh, or no, well, I don't want to keep calling it that. The the hot tub time machine. Uh, the black dude that's also in the office. That works down in the warehouse. Oh, um, yeah. Saw him. Uh, if you watch, um, Karen really she asked me if I got a picture of this guy, and I didn't. I said it just didn't seem appropriate, you know, to uh, sometimes to like pull a camera out. But the the guy from uh, White Collar, the kind of young, cool dude that's the thief. Oh, uh, I haven't was, watched White Collar. That's it's you know it's pretty, it looks fun. Pretty, I know it does. A, it looks. It's a very good show, and he's got a he's got a really cool style of clothes, and he actually kind of looked like that. When he's walking around, have you seen the Ugly Truth with uh, Catherine Heigl and Ger- I think it's Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler? No, it's really funny. Well, there's 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 a husband and wife like news team that is part of the movie. What well, we saw her. Uh, do you watch Desperate Housewives? No. Uh, do you? I gave up this last Chick season, and, and you know what's show. funny about it? Ratings this last season have skyrocketed. It's been one of their best seasons, and we get kind of tired of it after X amount of years. There's so much to watch on, uh, you know, TV if you want to do that. Uh, but remember uh, Star Trek: The you First Contact, Mike. If the roles have been reversed, and I admitted that I would be watching Desperate Housewives. Oh yeah, you know he'd, he'd be he'd be crapping on you like left and right. Oh, I don't left, know about right. that. There's hot chicks there's hot on that show. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's soap a opera, dude. Show. It's a soap opera. It it is, but it's it's an so, enjoyable. I'd rather watch I'd rather watch that than reality TV. But that's just me. But anyways, we gave up on the show, even though you know Terry Hatcher, which I've always liked ever since that. Uh, what was that movie she did or the TV series? You know, this kind of Superman TV series years ago. Lois and Clark. Yeah, Lois and Clark. Yeah, Lois and Clark. She's been in other things. But anyways, um, there was a guy who was in that. that I think he got fired off the show, but he's no longer on the show. But remember Star Trek First Contact? Yes. Do you remember uh, the helmsman who ends up getting killed at the dish array when they were, yeah, uh, gets turned into a board, whatever you want, assimilated? We saw him. He was there. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I know you from First Contact. You were so (laughs) so excited, assimilated. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know your name, but I. I know you from Star Trek. Well, that's the problem. A lot of them, like, you know, I see their faces, and then there's some that, I'm like, wait, is that a Disney Channel kid star? You know, there's some that look familiar, but you're not quite sure. Uh, just like the red carpet at uh, Disneyland for Pirates, I, I took a lot of pictures of people that I wasn't sure they might be somebody, but you know, some of these people look different out of costume or out of makeup too. Um, have you ever seen a picture? Well, okay, in uh, Shrek, what's the chick? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Have you ever seen her without makeup? Yes. Yeah, not 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 that attractive. <laughs> Blotchy skin. They do a lot of post production stuff. Never. Uh, yeah. Okay. I never thought she's so, all that attractive so, to begin so, with, but that's okay. Well, yeah. My joke was, man, she looked pretty good in the Shrek poster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but we saw Jeffrey Kassenberg, very short dude. I thought I expected him to be taller. Um, you know, I got introduced to a bunch of different producers. Oh, the the producer for the Beavis and Butthead movie. Nice. I, I almost so much wanted to go. Eh, eh. <laughs> Settle down, Beavis. Uh, but and she's the <laughs> wife of another producer. It's like all this incestuous relationships going on here. Um, and there was all there was like. Um, there's crafts. It's mainly more like a premiere for kids because there's, you know, almost all the people brought their kids with them. So they there was McDonald's was the sponsor, and they they had like mini the mini breakfast rolls, and uh, we were talking the crap and shit so much. We they would take them your pictures like with Puss in Boots or Shrek, and then give them to you free at the end. And we we were chit chatting so much that we never got over there before they closed that down. Uh, on the way out, though, we did get a like a stuffed uh, uh, was the cookie the cookie guy. I'm trying to remember what his gingy. name. Gingy, we got we got a big gingy on the way out. They were giving away the little Happy Meal toys, but we didn't grab any of those. Um, it's okay, my kids have already started collecting them. Have they? Yeah, that, I yeah, went. I just wasn't that interested. So you know, there were people to be seen, and um, but we were talking to some like inside industry people. Uh, there was a guy who used to be, I think, the second in command over at uh, DreamWorks is doing some other stuff. We're, we're chatting to him for a while. They were chatting, uh, talking to the, the head of the animation portion of the Academy. I forgot what their little acronym is. Everybody's got an acronym, you know. Um, so, you know, there was a lot going on, and we just had a good time. We just kind of shot the shit through the movie and hung out and did all that. And, you know, it was fun. So. And they th- yeah, the thing at the Academy was pretty cool up on uh, Wilshire. I'd never seen that building before. Actually, I thought it was pretty boring and plain. I actually drove past it uh, while I was going to it. But they got a really nice theater where they show. I've never seen, uh, probably like you guys also, we grew up seeing most of these cartoons on TV. Yeah. And and in a rare occasion on, uh, you know, Disney re-released a movie, they might show a cartoon. So I, you know, uh, what's up, Doc? The the opera one or uh, something? I've never oh, seen them yeah. on a big screen. What the, how they were meant to be seen, you know? So that was really cool. And they had Michael Giacchino uh, or Giacchino. I think they entered. I've always wondered how he really pronounces that. They had another composer that I didn't recognize his name. And then uh, third guy was from. It was. Yeah, you, know, you know, the thing's still out in my card. Let me see if it's on my e- the email I got for it. Um, he, I, I don't want to say Tiny Tunes because that would be wrong, but it was something tunes um, that he also did. Uh, let's see if I can find that. But anyway, so, so they did a. Um, oh, here's the email. Let's see if it's got the name Rune on. Cartoons. Uh, it's for Asfa or Asifa or how you. The thing was called the Mark Davis Celebration of Animation. Mark uh, Alice Davis was there. Uh, it's what's Opera Doc. Animation and classic music hosted by Michael Giacchino. Let's see if it says who else. Um, I, left, I, I was going to bring it in to talk about it, and I forgot it, forgot it out in the car. But they showed um, what? Oh, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. They showed yeah. the band concert. They showed What's Up, Doc. They showed a part of Fantasia. Um, they showed uh, part of Up, which was kind of interesting. They showed, you know, the part when you, when you first see the old dude – uh, after you got the little story of his life, the first time you yeah. see him up out of the chair, well, they had put a scratch track in there, which uh, to kind of you know time the whole thing out. And so they first they played what Michael did, 
I'm like, wow, this is this is beautiful. It's great. But they left a scratch track. It, it was it's a classic song. I forgot what it is, but you've heard it before. And it just fits so much better. And Michael's like, yeah, I can't beat that. Though I thought his stuff was pretty pretty darn cool. Um, so they kind of showed how those two would work. So that was kind of cool to watch the screen just go huge to see see that. Um, oh, they also had Music Land, the Corny Concerto, and the Rabbit of Seville. I think were some of the Rabbit other ones. Rabbit of Seville, yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, that's pretty good. So that was pretty fun to see. And they'd show a couple, then they would talk. They would show a couple, then they would talk. Um, uh, see, they said they were going to have a thing from Ratatouille, but they didn't. But they did talk about Ratatouille a little bit. Uh, but they didn't um, They didn't show anything from that. I think band concert. Yeah, so I think that was about it. As a ASIFA, uh, I forgot what that stands for exactly, but uh, uh, it's the animation like say subdivision of uh, why well, Ampa then it says it's always Ampa A M P see American motion picture that's the, art, that's, that's the arts and science one and then it was the see is it American uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is uh, but it's the all the animator guys uh, interestingly enough we bumped into a couple of Imagineers the one that worked on the one that did Lincoln animated Lincoln um, at the at the at Disneyland. Uh, at, oh, okay. At the animation thing, yeah, uh, uh, at the Academy. And we bumped into – well, we didn't talk to Tony. Tony was there by himself. Yeah, you're uh, talking about you're at the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science in their building? Yeah, in Hollywood. There's the um, – uh, what is it called? The Sam, Samuel Goldwyn Theater. Okay. There's a, there's a picture of me on Facebook by one of the Academy, the big statues of the Academy. Okay. Uh, or one of the um, – what they call it, the um, the Oscar. I just want to clarify because I know where the Academy is and everything, but I just want to clarify it was the Academy, not the Kodak Theater. No, no, the Kodak Theater we were at, or well, we were next to uh, earlier in the week when we saw Shrek at the Chinese. Chinese, right? And it was not in the main chain, the old Chinese. It was in one of the other ones up around the back. Uh, that's I gotta say that's funky. I I didn't realize they added put those additional screens around in the back and upstairs. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The expansion when they went to the side, but it was still relatively oriented the same as the main theater. And then they have all these new things in funky positions. I'd say that parking structure is unbelievable underneath, though. It's 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 enormous. So we were kind of shown, okay, when when the academies goes on, this is where they walk, this is where they go up. And it was I didn't notice it the when I was there with Chris. It, the week before, because um, you park basically you park under the academy for almost every, or I mean the uh, Kodak Theater for almost everything around there. Like we went to Jimmy Kimmel and all that. But as we're walking back into the Kodak Theater, they got all these pillars with years and the names of the movies that were the best picture oh, for that year. You never noticed that one before? I've only been to the Kodak Theater now twice. Oh, sorry. The first, the first time I was walking from the parking lot out to the street, and when we got done at twelve o'clock at night, we were up at. Um, uh, we were up at the pizza California Pizza Kitchen. We went down a different way, so we never saw those. Uh, so this time, Karen and I, we'd walk to the street. We get a call that says, I'm here. I'm up here in this rotunda. We go backwards, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I, t- I uh, took my scouts there on a tour once and got some pictures up around there. So. Yeah, there's a lot of cool. I haven't been up. I just don't go to Hollywood 
very much. And uh, the last time, because when, when Chris and I went, we came from the studio, so we came a different route. When Karen and I went, we went up and we got off on Hollywood Boulevard. The traffic was getting really bad. It would have been closer to go to Highland, but we got off on Hollywood, drive across, and, you know, a lot of cool stuff. You know, the the uh, you pass the Egyptian, and then and the traffic's really bad, and we just decided to go over Highland. just a mess. There was also an event at uh, the Bowl that night, too. Oh, so my gosh. That just, that just made it worse. Oh, yeah. So. No, I, you know, when I was in film school, I lived up there. I mean, well, you remember I when when you were going to film school that one semester where I had to go, I would be up there once or twice a week because I'd be taking films up for dailies and whatnot. Back, back in the days when you had film, we'd have to go up there to Hollywood Film Enterprise to get the dailies done. And I'd just end up sitting up there for a few hours having lunch while waiting for it to get processed. And then, yeah, I haven't been there for years and years and years. Always avoided it because you're taking the freeway around it to go out to the valley. I've been there several times this last year, and they've all been scout trips. The last one was during Easter vacation. We were hiking up in uh, Griffith Park, and we stopped through that area again. And I'm t- telling the kids, oh, yeah, and right over here is, okay, they're gone. And right over here, okay, they're gone too. And it's like I don't know where anything is anymore around that place. Well, you know, I just found it. Did you know the um, uh, the El Capitan is up for sale? Is it? Really? Well, I just found it well, doing a little research. The El Capitan is not owned by Disney. Dad, I thought it was. It's a management agreement. Um, they might have a small stake in the building, but the article that- I found said it was a management deal. And with that management deal came another theater i want to what's the name of that theater it's, it's a it's a theater literally with one screen in it and it's one of those neighborhood theaters that people wanted to fight and save and egyptian? I guess it, no not the egyptian the interesting thing about you know when you Egyptian's say the Chinese, an art house down the street now eh, it's not that's sort of right it's it's when i you know i was looking up the chinese to kind of remember some because they call it the gramans i remember when it was called the mans for a while it's not it's not owned by mans it's not owned by gramans but they're using that gramans name well, People for, people forget that before the Chinese was there, the Egyptian was there, and then there was uh, for, he did like four theaters. Yeah, Sid Grauman was the original owner, designer, builder of the Egyptian, the Chinese. Um, there's With, well, he had a, he had a partner, but he was kind of the one in the forefront. There, he, yeah, he was in the forefront, and then the man's movie chain bought the Chinese Chinese theater, and of course, man's is kind of gone by the wayside and uh who owned i think it's is it century that owns it now i uh, i don't remember but i was Does century at, still exist oh yeah big time uh no they were bought out by someone else so well he's still you, see, you, you see the century name but i think over time the century name will probably go away uh, uh i that's just my guess because like the, the century is a century by us in bellaterra it says century outside but when you're in, it's a landmark, landmark bottom out. When you're inside, you see all the ads for landmark, and landmark uh, has been in entertainment for X amount of years, blah, 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 blah. But, anyways, in the Hollywood, they, it was kind of deteriorating, and they, or the Egyptian, they fixed it up. They divided it up. There's a little 900 seat theater, and that's kind of the art house, and then the other theater still shows um, uh, movies, from what I understand. But there, there's a little architectural faux pas. In that building, no one can totally explain it. There's a lot of theories. There's a Spanish roof over the entry on an Egyptian building. 
an Egyptian theme. And the, um, the thought was that when it was built, uh, King's, King's Tut's tomb was being looked for. And uh, while it was being built, I think it was found. So some people have uh, uh, guessed that potentially uh, was, uh, the, the, theme, the theme was changed from Spanish to Egyptian because of that. But no one, no one can prove it because there's, there's nothing that actually says that's why. Yeah, but, but it's that a makes decent perfect theory. sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I can picture if it's going to have a Spanish architecture to it, and then suddenly King Tut in Egypt uh, is the. Th I mean, King Tut still drags people in for hour-long lines, so I can picture that very. Yeah, very it's, it's it's possible. I, something here. Uh, Sid Grumman sold his share the to William Fox of the Fox Theaters chain. And then Fox went to Mans and you know blah 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 blah, uh, but yeah, he owns a few of them. Uh, but the Chinese is the most well known, though he. Um, I, the, where was the first ever movie premiere? Do you know that? First ever. Yeah. Well, when you say first ever movie premiered, I'm assuming you're referring to like a big style Hollywood premiere. Oh yeah, first ever Hollywood premiere. <sighs> I wasn't the Chinese theater. I want to say it. Okay, it. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's coming to me because it was referred to in the movie Nickelodeon. Um, oh crap! It, it was the it was the end. It was the finale of Nickelodeon. Where the Egyptian it, 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 was it? The Egyptian. It yeah. was. Um, what's his face? D. W. Griffith. The Birth of a Nation. No. Was the first big Hollywood premiere, wasn't it? No. Um, no. I found this the other day. It was, um, well, crap. Now I'm not going to find it. But I was looking at it the other day, and, uh, but no. Well, when you take a look at the Egyptian, it really has the architecture designed for it. I mean, you have that real long entry. Entry, exactly. And that's what they were saying. It, it was it was like perfect for that kind of thing. And you and take a look at the Chinese, and it, it almost seems too abrupt. It's just right there, up almost too close to the street at times. Yeah, they said though it eclipsed the uh, the Egyptians' popularity pretty quickly because all the the, the handprints and the, all the celebrity <laughs> well, stuff. That. Yeah, the uh, accidental thing that became the, the cornerstone of that theater. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the story around accidental and all that, but uh, well, the story goes: Sid Grauman. They were pouring the concrete, and I can't remember who the actress was. She went walking well, through there. Yeah, she signed it. She's a well. She she went walking through, walked through it, and accidentally put the footprints in there. And she was apologizing left and right. And Sid Grauman was there. No, 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 wait! And he grabbed a stick. And he goes, "Here, sign your name onto this." Interesting. And he left it at that and people came to see her footprints and be able and he that's where it all started from uh the egyptian theater was venue for first ever hollywood uh premiere robin hood starring douglas fairbanks on uh, october 18th 1922 22 hmm. cuz i thought birth of a nation which would have been earlier uh birth of a nation was like 1918 yeah but i thought they had a big premiere too maybe it wasn't a hollywood premiere well there yeah you know again Trusting a specific source that isn't always known to be 100% accurate. And it's, again, how it's described, Hollywood premiere versus what? A New York premiere? Or, yeah, you know, well, because, because New York and Chicago were the two big film bases prior to 
Hollywood, and one of the reasons was the uh, all the independents came out to Hollywood to get away from the big patent companies out there. Yeah, interestingly enough, the, the company who uh, purchased the Egyptian purchased it for one dollar. Hmm. With one of those provisios, you know, that it's a landmark building, it's going to be restored to its original grandeur, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they said when it reopened in 1988, the original uh, theater set 2000, over 2,000 patrons in a single auditorium. Uh, and the restored Egyptian building has been reconfigured to add a second screening theater. The main theater now accommodates 616 and is named after Los Angeles Philanthropist or Philanthropist. Uh, Lloyd Wrigler. Philanthropist. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't get, couldn't get that. You know, as a kid, I could not pronounce paramedic. I don't know why. It just wouldn't come out. That's like, um, and and look at you now. Yeah, look at me now. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> Rolls uh, off the tongue say, without a problem. Uh, philanth- yeah, not right now. <laughs> Fantasy, the, uh, there's also a smaller 77-seat theater named for Hollywood producer-director Steven Spielberg. Oh, it's even the older, Mike. Nineteen fifteen. Wow, that is old. Mm. So interestingly enough, I, I yeah, I got to spend a you know some time at you know, in some ways, both ends of Hollywood. Um, got all over in the last couple of weeks. The you know the going into the Academy building was kind of cool because nice thing was we got in early. There's all these people, even Academy members, lined up on the street, but we had tickets to go in earlier because my friends on the board and. Um, so we were in there earlier, and uh, there's all kind. You know, he's like, "Well, you know that person." And it's like the name. Some of the names sounded familiar, but all the faces didn't look familiar. And uh, then they had an art display of old animation. It was really cool. Up on their fourth floor, they have. I guess it's open to the public too, so you, you could go and see it. They've got a lot of the old like stop motion animation stuff, and they've got some of the figures that they did, like the original. What's some Clash of the Titans? So they had some of those the original back in the in the eighties. Yeah, the, yeah. Argonauts. Eighties or was it the seventies? Oh it, no, Clash of Titans, Titans was, was nineteen eighty. I want to say or eighty one. Yeah, in fact, I just read an article about that. Um, Harry Houseman, who uh, was the king of stop motion animation, did the uh, Simbad voyage, the movies, and all that. That was the last. Of that, cla- the last movie done with that classic stop action animation. Because yeah, you're right. 1981. Wow. Wow. You know, look at that. Pre- Richard was right, and Greg admitted it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is something. I thought it. It seemed older to me than. Um, it seems like I watched it on TV. Didn't even see it in the movies. You know, it just seemed older than. Uh, because it had it had the style. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. So they had stuff like that. They had the little skeletons. They had. Um, all kinds of different stuff up there on like stop motion animation stuff and the little figures that are inside of the outside guy so they can make all the movements and uh, pretty cool stuff. So that that was that was fun. That was that was good. And, and nice thing, there's free booze, free food. Um, you know, for the ones that got to go in early. Oh, oh, this one, Richard will know. Now, I don't know about Mike. If you, the Wizard of Speed and Time, are you familiar oh, with that? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, I've been telling our friend about he he hadn't seen it, didn't remember it. So I once I posted it on his Facebook, this is the movie I'm talking about. I found two links to it on YouTube. One is the trailer, and one is the short that's inside the movie, which is the Wizard. I forgot what this is called. It's that Wizard and Speed and Time. Where he's running off. through the town, right? Picks up the lady and all that. 
Well, yeah, there's the one where it's all the animated sticks and uh, movie uh, yeah, real cases and all that. Yeah, yeah but, there's the short that's like but, a little four or five minute short, and then they actually made a 90 minute movie. And the short's in the movie. Also. Okay, yes. The short's in the movie, yeah. And Ward Kimball's in it. That's, that was where the, where the classic line is where <laughs> he steps into the elevator and the girl goes, Remember me? I'm the one that gave you the clap. You know, the. <laughs> and all the people are looking at her. You gave him what? <laughs> I, I remember it for the thing about, you know, he wants to be a director. He can't be a director if you have a job. You can't get a job if you can be, you know, you're a director. And that whole thing where he's going back and forth to all the like different uh, places where you get your yeah, union card or whatever. I met the guy that does the voiceover and was also the guy that did all that stuff um, in the. Uh, with Ward Kimball about, you know, you can't be a director until you, you have a job. You can't be a producer until you have, a, you know, all that back and forth stuff. He was there. And um, I was pulled over to, you got to meet this guy, you know. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, so, that, you know, six, six be- degrees of separation, right? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I just remembered the, from, from that film where he's in an alley and he's shooting the part where he's, where he's, as the wizard, he's running along the wall. Yes, yes. So he runs and jumps and puts his feet on the wall, and the guy's taking the, you know, he's clicking the camera lens as he's up against the wall, so it looks like he's running on it, you know? Yeah. So. I know. That's a, it's a very, I, I still look at that movie and say that there's um, things in that that they just don't do anymore, hadn't, hadn't done at the time. And I guess um, he's, they're trying to get it out on DVD, but so far nothing, but there is work supposedly to, to try to get it uh, released. I'm sure it would be a, you know, it's a small cult type gathering that would buy that. But uh, hey, you know, if we, if we can get it out, let's get it out. I think that'd be pretty cool. Here, I got a quick little note. We were talking about Birth of the Nation in the uh, first premieres. February eighth, nineteen fifteen, Birth of the Nation had a major Hollywood premiere. It was one it was a big, huge one. However, they released it the next month in uh, New York to an even bigger party and even bigger premiere so that one was considered the new premiere since new york still considered itself the center of all culture for the united states and in the meantime it was also an extremely controversial film so a lot of people don't like to uh think about it so that could be why well, you know i'm on, just reading this little passage on here so i even noticed on shrek i thought it was a we went to see a world premiere and it's i think it said hollywood premiere california you know so yeah, people, you know, I don't know why, but name these things different, you know, different things for whatever reason. I'll tell you one thing. The Universal Amphitheater is not really set up to be a movie theater. No, it's yeah. a uh, music venue. It's, it's yeah, an fact, amphitheater. Go figure. When, yeah, when uh, when I first went to Universal, it was an open-air amphitheater. And oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Now it's enclosed. And... Um, the funny thing when we were going up the stairs because our seats were going to be upstairs, and this uh, producer friend comes out and says, "These these sheets are or these seats are shitty. This sucks because <laughs> it's really not really made this you know see a film in, um, you know, and it's 3D and they've got to bring the projectors. It just you know, it's it's like I, I gotta imagine. Um, I was told seeing pirates was not that great on the rivers of America either. Yeah, but I, I could imagine being in Pearl Harbor to see. Pearl Harbor and all the ambient light around that it's more of an event than it is really to enjoy the movie. You got to go see it again. Oh yeah. Well, you even seen a premiere period. Well, if you saw a premiere in let's say the Chinese, 
it's gonna it's made to see a movie. No kidding, right? Good, right? But but you're. You like you yourself said when you're there, you missed the movie entirely because you were so distracted on all, all the other stuff. And I would no, have I, to say, I, I missed it because we didn't go in; we'd already seen it. If right, I, you know, if but, I wanted to see it, I'd like when we saw the preview with the friends and family. Other than the animator sitting behind us, kind of chit chatting because they'd probably seen it or portions of it um, a lot. You know, it was a great place to see the movie. I didn't need to see it again. That's why at the premiere. Yeah, but I've, I've I have found on the couple premieres that I've been on, I'm usually way too distracted on too many other things to really, con- you know, pay that much attention to the movie. Well, I don't know. Are you gawking at people? I mean, when you go and they turn all the lights off, there's nothing really to be distracted about. The, the movie's oh, going. You're, you're doing this, doing that. You're his walking hand, out of the his, theater. His, the hand, his hands in his pocket while he's looking around. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you see that? <laughs> did you? What? It's a short. I found it on YouTube. It is the funniest thing. It's um, it's a Star Trek spoof, but the guys are. Um, see if I can find the name of it here real quick. I I gotta go back a little bit. The guys, it, a lot of green screen, of course, and they're talking to the um, like the alien guy. Here it is. It's called Beam Me Up, Hottie. Oh yeah, I've seen the, references to. Yeah, all the girls on the, the bridge are like hot, and they're it, everything's like hanging out, and you know, like Kirk slaps them on the ass and things like that. And there's a guy with his hand in his pocket, you know, doing the old. <laughs> and the, the blue guy on the screen is like, "Hey, you, your, your guy can't even aim his phasers. He's over there doing a, you know, or." <laughs> it was crude, rude, and funny as hell. Uh, and it's called Star Trek: Beam Me Up, Hottie. But I think it, it's like episode. XX of X. I don't think they only do Star Trek. I think, uh, oh, Barely Political, I think they're actually called it. Season uh, episode 16 is what it's saying. And I, I it's just funny. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Are you watching it now? No, I just wanted to check to see what the name of it was. So, uh, yeah, it did start up for a second. But, uh, hey, but I guess, I guess James Hong is on uh, Big Bang, too. His card said he was on Big Bang. I don't know if he's, at the, he's in the in the in the food store or the, the Chinese food restaurant. The Chinese or restaurant, I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. that's pretty funny when they go with just the three of them. I and, haven't, you know, it's funny. I haven't seen him go in the restaurant. I've seen him bring it home, and they're trying to decide who gets the extra. No, whatever. that that occurred inside the restaurant. Oh, I've seen it when they've done that when they're sitting at the table. Yeah, three of them. It, uh, three of them go. It's like the second or third show. Oh, it's way better. What are we going to do without? How are we going to split up four dumplings three ways? And okay, I've seen the they they did this flashback episode. Have you seen that where they you now know why the elevator doesn't work? Yes. Oh, why is Shaft calling? Did he? Did he get dropped out? Oh, maybe he's the one that dropped out. Are you there? All right, you need to get him back in because I answered him, then it cut you out. Okay, let me. I'm calling him. I, I just hung up on him. Okay, now I'm back here. Uh, see, I thought I heard someone something happen. You still hear me? Yeah, I'm I'm hearing you, and I'm hearing Mike. Wait, what wait, happened? Is, is I mean, my, it was Mike hearing me because my thing I, says on hold still. I can hear you. Okay, fine. Um, it's probably on hold from Richard's call and and all that. But anyways. Yeah. All right. So what was all that? I just suddenly you guys started dropping out, then boom. Oh, so it was your crappy internet again. 
guess it's not as fast as they keep telling you. You know, it's not are about. You, are, you, are you wireless? It's not about no, speed. I know I'm hardwired into it's it. not about speed. It's about latency Pack, and you packets, know, you know interf- bandwidth or. But you know, he might have bandwidth to the the hub, and the hub has no. Ba- you know, it, it's. You well, know, I'm wondering, did the recorder just kick on? Because my. Uh, the recorder has not stopped for the last. No, the DVR. Yeah. See, there's the problem right there. The uh, you have a power spike or something. No, the DVR also is also on the internet, and it just kicked on. So that's probably what happened. It's just taking up bandwidth now. Well, you never know. I mean, with you know, like say, you, you can do all your speed tests, and depending on what node you go through, you know, you can have the fastest thing in the world. But if where you're connected is the slowest thing in the world, well, what's it going to do? You know, you're. Yeah. you're um, so, anyways, that was kind of my week. I can't think if there was anything else. You know that exciting or more exciting. I, it actually, you or know, it's funny. Disney know, related, or Disney related. What 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 got me kind of? I went to work. Interested, <laughs> again, interested again is going up there, remembering. Oh, as I'm driving through Century City. Oh yeah, this is where the back lot used to be. So I was spending part of my day yesterday looking like at old pictures of old back lots and where things used to be and and all that. And I found it kind of interesting, you know, finding the old Desilu back lot. I think they called it the 40 acres back lot where uh, uh, Annie Griffith and, and all those shows were done. It's, it's pretty cool to kind of look back at the history and that you look at it now and it's like, you know, no back lots basically. And just a bunch of studios practically right up to the street. There's no buffer between them. It's, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah, a little bit. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got admit, I missed uh, going over to the studio, and not the Disney studio, and not seeing a back lot around there anymore. It's, you know, it's still got names. You know, Zorro is referring to a parking structure. It's no longer the town where Zorro was filmed and other things took place in there. Um, I know, it's, it's odd. Lo- huh? because it, it's- yeah, Lieutenant Robin Caruso is now a gate that goes into the Zorro lot. <laughs> Uh, Pass McQuaddy and Casablanca are now a storage in the security building for the lot. So, yeah, uh, very, very yeah. different. So, uh, uh, okay. Yes. Richard, at the top, before he got started, said you had something you wanted to tell us. He already did. Already he? did. I told you. Yeah, it's all, that was easy. Then I must have missed it while I was trying to troubleshoot. Exactly. Never mind. All right. It, uh, it the next thing. Um, it was just, it was just something that one of the cops said. I found very humorous. Oh, the whole head up ass thing. Okay. Yes. yes now, yes. Did, <laughs> I was going to say you laughed at that, so he had. Yeah, to, I, but it might have been the courtesy chuckle. Uh, half the brain was working on something else. But I got to say, Richard, the way you uh, said you had something to say, it sounded like it was going to be some, some, oh, no, some no, no, sort no, of I announcement. Just, yeah. No, no, no. I just. It was something I just wanted. I, it was something humorous I I heard today, and I. Okay, so has there been any talk of World of Color previews? Uh, there are not going to be any cast member previews with the exception that they're going to have like a cast member viewing center over at Stage 17 in the days leading up to the premiere yeah. on the 10th and 11th. I thought you said Push already had his plus yeah. one and you guys were going to something. Yeah, yes, but... Did it get canceled? I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. Oh. About well, about that's funny, that specific thing. I haven't thing. heard of anything even being released yet. 
Well, I think they've given a date now. Was it is, uh, is it June eleventh or something like yeah. that? June tenth. June tenth is the Thursday press show of. Oh, it. and your June favorite 11th. your favorite leak source talks about how the show pass or the fast pass for it is getting handled. As you know. Yes. Um. But you know that shouldn't be that much of a leak. I think if Richard really wanted to find that out, he could. I, he just doesn't hey, have. There's a. The it, desire necessarily, I think. He, he said that there's going to be there's a uh, there's four yellow viewing areas that are good, two red viewing areas that are good, and if you get anything blue, forget it because the viewing will be off angle and and not worth your while. Well, yeah, you know, I I think that's the one flaw in the show is, um, you know, you, you've heard people say we well, can view it from anywhere around the the lake. Well, it's not true. And they're going to, like, I think Richard's told us, and it's been confirmed by a few other sources, that the plan is to close down most, if not all, the attractions back there. Though the Imagineers seem to think that's not going to last long because it's just not going to work to close the whole area that they think that eventually that those things will open. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but at, at the same time, I can't picture doing a show like that's that's like saying okay let's do phantasmic but we're going to keep the mark twain open i don't think that's gonna, the same kind of analogy because it's you know phantasmic it, it's, and, it's it goes exact, right through it it's, it's exactly it. it's, it's exactly it's the same kind of exactly analogy the same. It's because not. what's happening is everything on <laughs> listen everything on the show is the mark uh, twain goes right through the middle of phantasmic the, there's nothing in the world of color that is on that water I could see closing the big wheel down because I think the the color on that wheel has something to do with the show. But I have heard there's supposedly those buildings have some uh, color that might be used. I'm not 100 percent positive on that, but but I just I, can't I don't, picture turning because you're going to have to turn off all the lighting. That or dim it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's you know I, I understand where you're coming from, Richard. I just from what some other people are saying, they just don't think it's going to work very long to. To totally yeah. shut it down. Well, well, that but, and that in the uh, the from what I understand, the current planning on it is is this is going to be the show that the park closes with. So they're not going to. They're they're show only? Have, no, no, two shows. Uh, is that actually, two shows? Actually, show scheduled for like thirty minutes after park close. The yeah. last show is close is scheduled thirty minutes after. Yeah, I want to say the last show is ten thirty. Yeah. It's and seriously. Are you sure the are you sure the park is going to go back, stay on those old operating hours, or with this they're going to go longer? Oh, right well, now they're, they're going to go with this old operating hours. You have to take the. You would think they would, you know, for a big show like this, you would extend it because of the amount of. Uh, inf- uh, you well, know, that, that's the exact. It. That's the exact reason why they're okay. not going to extend it is because they're going to have Here, here's, a crowd nightmare trying to get everybody out listen, of the park after the show. Listen storm. to this. I, listen I don't to think this. Be any different than any other park closing and big show? I, I don't know. Well, it's just that you're going to have such a mass amount of people. It takes a little time to get that cleared you, out. You know they're counting on nine thousand viewers, right? Well, that's supposedly the, the okay. yes, what they can hold in the. The viewing areas. Okay, yes. well, supposedly after re reexamining, it's it's significantly reduced down to uh, like twenty five hundred. Oh jeez. Is, is this according to putts? Yeah, yeah. The sweet spot for viewing areas in the middle towards the middle tiers is room for only twenty five hundred people. The whole Paradise Park area, six thousand people. All right, but dig this twenty seven minute long show, right? 
Wow. Three times, three times per night, seven nights per week through at least the end of summer. The times that TDA is now working with have the first World of Color show at nine, with additional shows every seventy-five minutes at ten fifteen and again at eleven thirty p.m. Wow. Okay, the park can't close at ten with an eleven thirty show. No, it cannot. All right, so let's see. Uh, Sounds more like a twelve o'clock closing to me. Okay, well look, I won't be any. Okay, here right. With the soft opening show began, people perhaps sometime between May twelfth and May eighteenth. Mm, didn't hear anything about that. Never heard of a no. soft opening. The so plan is, today, today's the eighteenth. Yes, correct. The plan is to quickly ramp up to three shows per night, so that by early June they are already performing the three show schedule. While the final nightly performance of World of Color won't be ending until early, nearly midnight, the actual park operating hours for DCA are going to be ten to ten. 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Wait, you're gonna hold. Wait, so you're gonna hold people for an hour and a half after the park closes to see a show. Listen, listen. Okay, listen to the rest of it. With uh, that, that, that paradise. Sorry, sorry, interrupt. Okay, it's okay. Which is an hour later than DCA normally stays open in summer. The Paradise Pier attractions, except for Midway Mania, and the new Toy Story 3 balloon game, will all be closing by 8 p.m. so that the pier backdrop can be darkened in silence for every show. That will leave the rest of DCA to soak up crowds through 10 p.m. Uh, this is for, it was for this reason the long-running Aladdin musical that had its its schedule turned on its ear, much to the consternation. Da, 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 first to flip flop. Oh, so they have a Aladdin uh, at 7:15 and 8:50. So Aladdin is not shutting down. Like not till later. Time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and the previous. Uh, uh, we told you earlier of a plan to have a DJ and a party atmosphere in the Sun Plaza. And then get the thousands of winning guests to march en masse, en masse, en masse, en masse. thank you, en masse, up, to the, up the parade route and into Paradise Park. But the recent addition of a third nightly show, that planet has now morphed into something much bigger as they realize they may not be able to pull off the show pass concept for the second and third show. What, 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 the idea is to hold you all in the entry plaza? Uh, uh, yeah. And then supposedly march them orderly? Yep. Yep, all all the way up to the parade round. Hang so. on a second, but they may not be able to pull off the show, uh, uh, and that corralling thousands of people in a closed theme park creates all sorts of logistical headaches. So now the plan is to create a sprawling area in the Hollywood Picture backlot that they are calling Festival of Color to include DJs, cart selling snacks, souvenirs, games for the kids, and perhaps keeping up with Vision 3D or the Animation Pavilion open late for entertainment. And again. They want to walk them in mass. Yeah, that's what that's no, what saying. With no one pushing and shoving to get <laughs> to the front. Of course not, right? There. Now listen to this. And then when each World of Color show ends, the exiting crowd will be herded down the trail along Grizzly River Run and then you either pushed out the emergency gate near Soren towards the parking lot trams or dumped out the main park turnstiles. Okay, so Meanwhile, wrote- the next audience will be let out of Festival of Color area and up the parade route to be sent scrambling for viewing areas in Paradise Park. So when I wrote the article for Examiner that said World of Color is going to be a world of hurt for guest control, and I was called snarky and a few other names because I didn't put the Disney spin and magic on it, and Putz can write this kind of crap, and people think he's a god. Ah, he has confirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Sure he does, but I still think it does sound like it's going to be... Oh, it's going to be a friggin' nightmare. Yeah, but obviously, I, obviously the the wise the wise person will wait for the eleven thirty show. I'm trying to think though back to well, how can you wait to the eleven thirty show and the park closes an hour and a half before that? How do you know? You, you sit still, on your ass and wait. <laughs> you know, yeah, the park is closed around you, and you're just going to sit. And wait. I mean, 
I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Greg. Lots of people are going to do it. They already well, look I, at no, time they already that, camp out now for remember. No, 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 no. I get that, but the park people is still camp out at four o'clock in the afternoon to catch Fantasmic. I know the park is closed. Why not just keep the park open? I think people will stay in and do things and mill about and bean counters. Count, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, it's I, a bean counter issue, and I think that might actually end up being part of the case that part of the park, like for example, Condor Flats, might remain open or to keep some of the people happy. But yeah, for the most part, I would agree with Mike. It's just the bean counters because they're saying, okay, everybody, we're just going to keep the crowd here because they're staying for the show and. These people are going to be camping out anyways. Uh, They're not going to be going well, on the how, so we might how, as well save the money. How can you camp out? You can't camp out on site, so you've got to go camp out at the secondary location. Yes. Oh, and the secondary location is right in the middle of the park where people – No, no, no. He, they changed they, – you know, he said as a, uh, a rethinking of it would push it back into uh, Hollywood pictures. Wait, would or is – Oh fuck! I closed that stupid. Well, I'm just saying. You said wood, or you know, I'm like, it sounded like they were still thinking. The maybe first, they might. Change well, they don't. Who the okay? Who the hell knows, right? No one How knows. How about sending them into the uh, the uh, millionaire building and do some dog and pony show to keep them interested? But still, I mean, can you imagine you you wander over there not knowing anything? Oh, I think I'll go wait for the show. Get the hell out, because you you know that I have a feeling that viewing area is going to be open to just milling about during the day. So at some and you know, time, some guest, yeah, and some sometimes some guest relations or you know attraction person's got to come with his jackboot and shove it up your ass to get you to move because they're setting up for the show. Okay, yeah. So here, let me reread it for you. Say they or told, maybe I should say that maybe security in their jackboot. Yeah, no, the no, jackboot no, thugs. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Some plaza was the original plan, uh, but with the recent addition of the third show, is morphed into pushing them back into the Hollywood Picture backlot. Can you, can you, I mean, just think about no, I the, can't imagine the stupidity. We're going to hold 9,000 people in the Sun Plaza. <sighs> Doesn't that just sound like asinine? No, there's the no way. Line? There's no way. See, okay. <laughs> well, you, you might be able to stuff them if they're all standing up and, you know, smelling each other's armpits. But, you know, <laughs> think about, okay, I, what about all the other people who want to enjoy the Sun Plaza? I think this and is. And what happens okay, when the Enjoy the Sun start? Plaza. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, this becomes less. It. it becomes less of an issue when Cars Land is open, because they'll open that's, it. That's, keep... that's not for two years. Yeah, I know. Year and a half. Yeah, whatever. But seriously, you could you could keep Hollywood open. Run Muppets. Run Tower. Run Aladdin. Run right, Monsters but Inc. Don't, but don't you have? It sounded like they want them all in an area so they know how many people they have for the show. Exactly. I, I so know they, it's on. They, you it's, know, I know. I, yeah, there's gonna be problems. We'll see. Yeah, of course. Uh, and what, okay, I'm trying to think back to when Phantasmic started. I think you just showed up or got there early. Why? You know, I realize it's a pain in the no, ass. They they but. actually on um, if I remember correctly, they actually did hold the quote unquote Phantasmic crowds back at around by the Golden Horseshoe or somewhere right in that area, and I they cleared out, and they they okay. had the ropes set up, and then they escorted the let the people go into those areas and then they figured okay this isn't working too well and then it started just becoming first come first serve all right well it's, it's obvious you, 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 they might, started it that you way. might be right but i don't remember ever you know corralling uh people like that it, i mean it's way i back. remember vaguely doing something like that this is obviously going to be a goat rope 
But here, as as was pointed out, as was pointed out to by a friend of mine over in entertainment, um, Thursday, December tenth, we have the uh, press event premiere for World of Color. Also, we have a blast off. You mean June? We have you a, mean June tenth, right? Ju- excuse me, I'm thinking June tenth. On June tenth, Thursday, we have this press event for World of Color, but we also have a blast off going on for the grad nights the grads that night and we have a grad night going on and within a few hours after that as we go into friday we're having the opening premiere show with the new princess fantasy fair and the new show they're doing over at fantasyland theater and we have some other new friggin show going on on friday so the, there's a there's a big, real show going on in the fantasyland theater that's what i'm being told Wow, I have, I, I have yet to see any rehearsals, and they still. Well, you wouldn't necessarily see rehearsals early on, right on the stage. They, not early on, but in this, you know, we're talking within. We're talking just a couple weeks here. I think that I would. But you see think so? Have you, you have, has it been redressed? Uh, no, I haven't seen any. Well, redressed. but you know, they might try to just use the piece of crap they have up there they now. Might. It looks kind of <laughs> fairish. Then we're gonna, and then we're going to have the. Uh, big opening premiere for the public on Friday the 11th. So we have all this grad night and new shows and everything. But all grad night's over at Disneyland, though, right? Yeah, but the blast-offs are over at uh, California Adventure. So they come in there, they get toasted and drunk and high, and then they go over to Disneyland? Well, hopefully not toasted, drunk, and high, but yes, they have their fun and everything, and then they go into Disneyland. Do they, do they let them in in shorts and t-shirts now? No. Polo shirts but, and jeans? Polo shirts and jeans are acceptable. Oh, that's unbelievable. I know. Tell me about it. I've heard so many people that say, oh, I'm not going to let my kids go in there because, yeah, Levi's, Levi jeans are, denim jeans are acceptable. Polo shirts are acceptable. That's, yeah, well, you know, whatever. And although I, somebody was saying, well, yeah, they let them wear school jackets. I go, okay, that's flat out stupid i have since heard no they don't allow school colors to be well you know quite frankly it would depend you know if you had most orange county schools it wouldn't matter but when you start bringing the east la schools in versus (laughs) you know maybe the valley school you know okay but (laughs) for the most part you could have probably all orange county schools wear the colors and there might be you know some taunting here and there but in general i think it wouldn't be too bad but uh since we bring people from all over the state and I um, wonder if Arizona will come out this year. Yeah, there's, there's some more coming out here. Well, they should. They should. It's, exactly, it's, they it's should. the dumbass L.A. people who think they're boycotting and well, hurting I, I could, Arizona. I couldn't help but notice, not to go on to the other show topic, but we, we do need to do the other show. But um, they had that little, little, and I emphasize the word little, protest well, the at, 15 the, people. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the Staples Center. And by far, the majority of the uh, Laker fans that were going into the Staples Center were yelling back at them, flipping them off. <laughs> but you, you want to hear, is almost exactly like the California Penal Code, which is almost exactly like the California Penal Code, which we already have. It's just not being enforced. You were listening to John and Ken today, too, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I heard yeah. it first on Bill Carroll on the way to my grand. I have to throw in my grandmother reference today. Uh, you know, I went down to feed her for lunch. Or I shouldn't say feed, feed her. Feed her for lunch. Nice. <laughs> I made her lunch. Um, and on the way, Bill Carroll was talking about it. And then Handel was talking about it in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's pretty funny stuff. 
But uh, so back, uh, you know, Disney related Lost. Uh, by the time this airs, it'll probably be a month after Lost goes off the air. But we got dude, two sh- dude, keep two- keep poking like that, and it'll never get out there. Oh jeez, I'll just freaking chicane it for. Wait, wait, wait a second. This is this is sounding like I need money. Otherwise, no, I'm no, 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 no. Why? Why? It's nothing like that. That's the, another poor analogy. Uh, but yeah, you know, do you keep poking me and this will never go on the air? Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. I hadn't really kind of picked up on it. I just, you know, made some assumptions. All the, you know, the two and a half hour finale, because I couldn't squeeze it in in two, would be next Tuesday, Sunday. So, you know, for those who aren't paying attention to the date when they say the season finale is on the 23rd, that is Sunday, not next Tuesday. Um, which I just kind of made an assumption that it would just be next Tuesday. But wonderful thing about DVR, it automatically readjusts for itself. Fix, yeah. It sure does. Just make sure it's a high enough priority that if you had anything else recording that day, it doesn't get kicked off. Which can't. no, but yes. Fortunately, yes, there Sunday we've already gone through the race, so there's nothing else to get kicked off for Sunday. Oh, well, goody, goody, goody for you. All right then. Uh, All right, you ready uh, to? Yeah, I'm ready to close up shop. Are you now? Yes, I am, actually. All right. Well, next week we should catch up on some of the email. Maybe we'll get some more Darth Vader or Tater, whatever we want to call or, him. He's, yeah, he's, some some real he, Disney discussion. Yeah, we got a back kind of a backlog, but you know who you know. There's a lot. There's just been a lot happening. Uh, you know, the, well, and no, and I should you know not be running in from a late evening doing something else. So I can actually get the stream up before. Yeah, get it, get it figured so, out. So that. we don't sound like chipmunks. It almost sounds like a compression issue or something. It, it's kind of odd. I don't know. I, you know, it, what's really odd is that um, Mozilla wouldn't wouldn't launch it. I could launch it with Ex- Internet Explorer, but not Mozilla. So I figured I needed to restart the the machine for probably. Something. Well, say like the, the night at the the Westfest dinner. We I finally figured out why the Apple or the Mac products weren't running Ustream. I, I just needed a uh, to download like a little plugin and then. Everything was fine. We we screwed around with it. I don't know how long down here at, yeah. at my place that one night, and you know, and we, t- take two minutes on the web, and hey, there's your answer. Yeah. All right. So you guys there? Yeah. Okay. There, son. All right. Yeah, we're just well, you know, because we've had fun little drops and stuff. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm just trying not to start up a new subject. So all right, good. Bite is your it, tongue. Is, is it that hard for you? <laughs> no. No. Just, well, actually, yes. Yeah. There's a few things here I could go on. Just bite just your tongue. Just, I'm crossing my fingers here and just holding it on for the next Bite show. your just, tongue, man. Just bite your tongue and, and say goodnight. 1776, <laughs> bite your tongue. That's what my dentist told me to do today, too, because I cracked a couple teeth. So he's saying, quit chomping down. Bite your tongue if you have to. Okay. Don't chew on ice. Don't do all that. Don't grind at night. All that. Oh, yeah. that's, that's my problem as if you is can, grinding. As if you can wake up and stop yourself, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, good night. See and you next time. Have a good yeah, night.